Love the British monarchy? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the To Die For Daily podcast with Kinsey Schofield. Take it away, Kinsey. Hi, all. Kinsey Schofield here with the To Die For Daily podcast. And today I'm talking to Andy Signor of not only Popcorned Planet, but Popcorned Palace, which is just launched. Yay! We're so excited about it. Andy, um, I've never told anybody this. But during the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial, I was in such a bad place mentally because I had a professional project that fell through. And so I was just trying to dig myself out of a funk. So every day I had this routine where I tried to get my vitamin D and then I'd get on my bike and I'd watch Popcorned Planet and I'd see what my friends were saying. And my fiance was like, "They're not, stop calling them your friends. Like, stop calling them your friends. But there was something so therapeutic about visiting with you guys every day. You've collected this really tight-knit group of people that you all clearly respect and love each other. And then a weird thing about the trial that I saw nowhere else was that you were actually giving victims of emotional abuse, of domestic violence, a platform to come kind of rally and support each other. And so I can't stress enough how much of a fan I am, but I'm also so grateful that now you've launched Popcorn Palace because this is this is everything that I care about. I cannot wait to, to explore more with you as, as you've created this new product. Well, first, thank you. What an introduction! Uh, honored to be here as well. I mean, you were you. We've had you on. I'm so happy you, you to have met you and 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 have you in our community. And yeah, the Johnny trial I think changed a lot of us. It made us look at things more closely. Obviously, I had been through my own experience uh, of accusations that weren't true, and so I had to go through and hit rock bottom and had to rebuild from nothing. And so it was a that's a whole nother video for a whole nother time. Happy to always talk about it, but. Yeah, it, it took me to a place that matured me, I think, to really handle that case uh, that clearly connected with people. And that was really while Popcorn Planet exploded to where it became. And now, yeah, now we're, we, we've been doing this royal gossip and tea, the royal tea, uh, through Steph, my colleague Steph, the alternate, plug to her, go support her guys. And she really sort of would constantly just get me. And, and slowly over time, I was like, F these people. <laughs> what is going on with these two? And I think the audience has sort of enjoyed like me, this American, like catching up yeah. and like being awakened, like the third eye has opened on the reality of the Harkles. Yeah. And so we've been doing so successfully now in the Megan and Harry coverage. I was like, look, I want to do it. The audience wants me to do it, but I want to be able to cover other stuff too. So Popcorn Palace was born. Thank you for letting me be here to plug it. Yeah, because I want to try to let the royal family uh, viewers and everybody know we have a now a dedicated place where we'll be doing daily uh, reactions. And I'd love to have you on whenever you're willing. And thank you for uh, for hyping it up for us. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's so interesting that I th because I think you come from a place of your BS meter being a little bit more sensitive than other people because you've had false ac accusations thrown at you. So whereas we read something or hear something and uh, immediately sympathize with people because it's in print and we're assuming we have to trust everything we read, your mindset is there are some very critical details missing from this story. Let's all take a step back. So I always love to hear your reaction to um, stories, but we're going to get into some of them later that you've already told me your BS meter is high on. Well, not me, but I, I saw you on YouTube talking about it. Um, I wanted to ask you about the similarities between Meghan Markle and 
Amber Heard, because they actually have friends in common. They have colleagues in common. Uh, and we saw this throughout the Johnny Depp trial. Some of the experts that was were referenced or some of the content that was referenced were similar to, to people that Megan works with to try to get her point across about how she's bullied or victimized online. And, and you had the courage to say all of this before a lot of other people did. Yeah, I mean, I think of one right away. It's Christopher Boozy, right? The bot sentinel guy himself, who was like the marketing guy for both Megan and Amber to play victim, as we now call it. I have, I have, a, I have, a, I have a drop I use because it's Cartman crying is my. <laughs> this Because that look, the, the reality is like I, I've, I, where I think I connect and I see them and, and others in society now and I call them out. We've had a lot of them we've covered, but. I, I'm so bothered by not real victims. And I, when I say that, I mean, like, I feel like the world has become so soft and desensitized that, like, if I say something mean to you, you're now a victim. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's not, we have to have scales on victimness. You know what I mean? And today in our social media world, like, you you get called fat and I'm suddenly I'm a victim. I mean, sure, I got called fat a lot through high school still to this day, but I'm not going to put myself on the same playing field as actual victims of abuse, right? And like assault and things that, that are out there. And I feel like Megan and Amber both put themselves on the same shelf as sort of the worst of the victims. And I think that's where a lot of people just are fed up. Actual victims are fed up. And I think they see these two and they're just like, man, shut up already. Like you don't, what are you complaining about? Like you're, 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 you're lying. You're making things up. You're misconstruing things all for what? And, and there are similarities. I think Amber's worse. I will say like, I, I hate to compare women and try to like say which one's worse, but to me, Amber's just on another level of just like the amount of lie to destroy that man's life. And, you know, specifically lying about assault and all these things that we know weren't true. There was audio tape there that wasn't not admissible the doctors weren't even like seeing to her if she had really gone through that type of thing. I don't believe for a second that that doctor nurse wouldn't have like, oh my God, they were recorded without their knowledge. Like there's so much stuff there that proves like Amber wasn't telling the truth about that abuse. So for someone to go that far and then to go on national television to fake tears, like Amber's a whole nother level for me yeah, of like anger yeah. and like frustration with Megan though. It's like a different thing where it's like, I just, I think people are seeing through the facade of what she's putting out there. And I do think there's a lot of speculation and gossip about it that I'm still trying to like wrap my head around. Like, I don't believe her. I don't like her, but I do try to go at my coverage a little bit more carefully. I make it clear when we're gossiping, I can see through a lot of headlines that I report on, but I make clear guys gossip here. Let's look at it um, I because says, I think people I think have rolled says, into this hatred of her that we got to be careful too. You know what I mean? I love it when the screen goes like speculation alert yes. or something like that, which is great. Um, yeah. And because we just, not to, but it's like, Yes, let's hate her if we need to hate her, but let's make sure we're not doing it on lies. You know, let's not right. look like we're the Ambers and the Megans getting caught up in nonsense. You know what I mean? I totally agree with you. And this is not um, a criticism of, of one of my followers, but I had posted one of the headlines I was associated with on Instagram and underneath the comments, they said something like, come on, she's middle-aged about Megan continuing to pursue acting. And I was like, I'm middle-aged. I'm not going to criticize Megan Markle for being middle-aged, 
Will I criticize her because, you know, she's been unkind to her employees, allegedly? Yes, I think that's a fair criticism. Will I criticize her for accepting millions of dollars and not executing the job she was paid to do? Uh, that is a fair criticism, but I'm never going to criticize her body. I'm never going to criticize, you know, I, I just don't think that that's fair and I don't think that it's necessary. So I totally agree with you. And just for the, you know, I know I'm going to have some listeners that might side with Amber Heard and that's fine. I respect everyone's opinion. But just so my audience knows, you found you you found a lot. You broke a lot of news when it came to this story, so much so that Johnny Depp reached out to you. You met him. I mean, he's he was so grateful for uh, all of your hard work throughout the trial. Um, so I do think that that gives you a lot of credibility when it comes to this this story. Well, uh, no, some would say that I'm just a sycophant to Johnny and the, oh, I'm just. You know, but that's it's not the furthest from the truth. I hated his last several movies. <laughs> I'm not a fan of some. Mordecai and like uh, the Alice in Wonderland sequel, the last couple of pirates. I am not some like Johnny, you know, fanboy. Yeah. I just, I heard those audio tapes and I, it was just so depressing to hear this man be spoken to like that. And, and he was always calm and patient. Sure. There was the one where he was smashing the glass. There's a lot of stuff you can take out of context, yeah. but Johnny was there owning it during the trial, his own faults and the mean text he said and explaining there were, there were reasons for his anger especially since she, we, we caught her lying about it all. She Amber never took accountability for a single damn thing. And so it's hard for me to see the right people who are siding with Amber because she's a woman or because there's new, you know, Amber, whatever people out there feeling bad for her because of all the memes and stuff. I don't feel bad for Amber in the slightest. She knew exactly what she was doing. She's caught on tape. Who's going to believe you, Johnny? Like she, she was proved to be the person ever, you know, that was that we all thought. Yeah, he was there. Was and Johnny, Johnny, well, the most telling thing to just say, because I guess I got to be Johnny. Johnny was like, I don't want to talk about her anymore. Like, yeah. I'm going to move on. And to me, that's much more telling, whereas Amber's constantly still trying to play victim. And, I'm, you know, and we, meanwhile, Johnny's like, I'm going on tour. I'm going to make movies. I'm done. He never was one to try to talk about it. Amber's the one who filed the restraining order and went out the front door. And we had Christopher Melcher, attorney at law, say there are four private exits she could have gone to avoid that mess. She wanted that mess. There's so much examples, Kenzie, that prove she wanted what she was doing and she got caught and didn't think the world was going to turn on her. I am the president of the Christopher Meltzer fan club, so I love that shout out. Um, have you ever received any blind items about Meghan Markle or have you ever received any scoops that you thought were worthy of? A Not repeat? yet. We're just getting into it. I mean, I got a lot during the trial of obviously Amber during the Johnny trial, but not yet for Megan. I think now that I'm slowly getting into it, I'm sure that may change. Incoming. Um, and I, yeah. I'm obviously open to it. Like, please, guys, you can reach out. But not yet. No, more. It's been more leaning on other reports as of now and more just reacting to her in general. of Just like, why would you do this? Or why would you let your people say this types of stuff? I'm like, I, look, I have a lot of media experience throughout my years. And, and, and so it's like I've worked with a lot of celebrities like I can see through that the Hollywood nonsense and I can know what's PR fluff and not. And watching the way they handled, say, that South Park episode was just like, what are you just just admit like, oh, we're honored. So many people have been ridiculed by South Park. You yeah. know, thanks. That, that would have killed so much of it. Instead, they let reps go out there saying, you know, get angry. Right. And it was just like, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dumb. It is. It, it. You're right. Like if they would have come out and been like that, we watched it. It was hilarious. It, they would have shot us all down. We couldn't have made fun of it anymore. Um, generally, how does your audience feel about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle? Do they consider them victims or villains or, you know, are they kind of uh, undecided? 
it's funny, like the popcorn planet audience doesn't care about them. They hate them. They're over them. But then there's this royal audience that has stumbled in that can't stand them. Yeah. Doesn't believe them. And what's interesting is coming from it, we have a, you know, a lot of audience members on popcorn planet, most of which don't care and don't really want to hear it. They're kind of the same place that I feel like Matt and Trey from South Park where we're just all like, we don't care. Like the kids at the table when, when, uh, 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 what is it? Kyle's complaining and they're like, Kyle, enough. We don't want to hear yeah. about it. Uh, I think that was a lot of what the world and our audience was, but then the Royals have come in. And now that I've gotten invested, I see a lot of people turning. They're like, yeah, that is annoying. I, I, I honestly, one of my favorite moments is I had Christopher Melchon, or, or one of our a good friend and lawyer, really top line, like lawyer reps, a lot of famous people always buttoned up, never see the guy break, always is fair, due process, et cetera. We were doing a Megan Harry video about his deported deportation and at some point Christopher's like you know what I'm so sick of these two just put it on the damn form you idiots <laughs> like seeing him break yeah was, was very telling because it was like these guys are just idiots they just yeah. keep anyway yeah so yes there's I think it's coming from I don't care to slowly frustrated and more and more frustrated right he's so straight laced so to see that break is a big deal um and what what did he, uh, he I've talked to him a little bit about it but what what did he say to you? Does he feel like Carrie and Megan should just come out and say what they put on the form or does he think yes. it's not our business? Okay. That's interesting. No, he's, he's like, look, just put it on the damn form. There's no yeah. reason why you couldn't have put it on the damn form. Does he think they're going to get deported? No. Like it's like, it's a very long shot. It's possible. It's not, it's not like clickbaity. Like they could, mm -hmm. but he thinks it's very unlikely, but you know, at the same time he thought Johnny was going to lose. So he's admitted multiple times that he's like, look, my, my verdicts on cases aren't always the best, but his analysis is pretty spot on. Absolutely. I had no clue that he originally thought Johnny was not like before the trial begun. He was yeah. like, I don't know, Andy, why would we? And I'm like, Chris, just try, let's let's hear it out. And then everyone sees what happened. No, no one believed in Johnny. That's what was, I think, another reason why that case took off. It was a everyone loves Johnny Depp. They do. And to see and then everyone wrote him off. Right. And then to watch that trial so engrossingly, so much gossip, everything. There's a lot to it. Right. But then evidence was like, oh, dude, this dude's innocent. Well, I what think it's because, like what we were saying earlier, we just want to believe what we read. We want to trust our journalists. And unfortunately, it's become I've got to get this out first or I'm going to say this thing that's so inflammatory, but I don't care because I want to be number one in the newsroom. Uh, so I yep. think we lose a lot of, you know, we lose a lot of credibility there. Uh, you've just talked a little bit about how you've been in this industry for so long. You know the game. Um, what do you think about Harry and Meghan turning their luck around, revitalizing their brand? Is that a realistic opportunity for them? It's hard. What, what I'm having trouble with, and I'm curious, your insight, part of the reason I want to come, because I want to get your insight, because I know you've, you're the expert. I see you all over these headlines and stuff. I just don't, I don't know what's real anymore, because it's like, it's so hard to tell what's really them and what's really their people or what's really just the media stretching it further. It does seem like from everything I've gathered, Megan's going to do that sort of TIG relaunch or some sort of goop business. I've seen that in too many places from too many people I trust that that seems like that's going to happen. And I do believe Harry's going to do his Africa thing and Netflix. Like those two things seem realistic and I don't think are bad ideas. Um, I do think Megan's going to try to get back to acting, but now the strike has made that yeah. <laughs> not helped her at all. Right. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like, you know, with her moves to, to Ariel Manuel and the agencies she's in, that's they're big. Like that's a big step. And so it's clear she's not, you know, backing off and going to do privacy. She wants to be a big deal. And yeah. so, you know, I lean towards what, you know, what are they, what do I think they're headed? Or can they turn this around? 
Um, no, there's a part of me that's like still thinks they enjoy poking us. And I think they enjoy like being all over, even though they complain, like they love that they're on all the magazine covers with all this stuff. Like I think Megan secretly is really realizes like I compare them to Kardashians a lot. Yes. There's something about creating drama and getting people to hate you, but also love you look up to you. Like I think Megan wisely realizes there's a business to this. So I, I, I think I, I don't think I think they're dumb in a lot of ways, but I think there's she's smart. I don't think Harry, I'm curious your thoughts. I don't think Harry wants the fame like she does. I had a big fight with Steph on the show because she's like, oh, he's just as guilty. He knows what he's doing. But I don't sense Harry really wants the fame like she does. Like, I think she's the bigger clout chaser. It, what is your thought on that? I definitely think that she's the bigger clout chaser, but I also think that Harry's always enjoyed being in the mix. You know, there was that headline recently that said that Harry was rejecting Hollywood. And then, you know, just scroll through Google Images. It's Harry and Kanye West. It's Harry and P. Diddy. It's Harry and and, and, and Idris Elba. You know, what Harry, a weird mixtape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it, it just I think he's always and I think that's why he pursued a female actress and married a female actress. I don't think he he I think he's exhausted because he can't keep up with it, because like you're basically saying all press is good press. And Harry doesn't like to be criticized where Megan might sit back and go, they're talking about me. I'm still the number one trend on whatever. Harry's like, I don't like that they're saying this because I don't think that this is true or I don't like this saying this because it hurts my feelings. You know, another thing that you've um, very keenly pointed out as I've watched your some of your YouTube videos is they were nominated for this HCA award. And you were saying, oh, funny that they're that this is everywhere, because what they're trying to cover up is that they were snubbed for an Emmy. Yes. And and it's interesting now that we are, we're in having this conversation because it's just now occurring to me as the. Um, avalanche of negative headlines were coming out about the South Park episode and all of these celebrities were coming out going, this is hilarious. They're totally destroying them. That's when we found out that William Morris and Dever were, were taking on Megan solo as if they were trying to rock that headline boat and trying to, to bury the South Park headlines. So you're right. You've really got to watch the headlines to see who's trying to manipulate what I've seen you talk about this already uh, within, over the over the last few hours, but I wanted your opinion on it too. Um, Harry running out of options and called to his brother to ask for truce. I think this is one of those BS clickbait headlines. I'm like, where is where did this come from? As far as we know. Harry has not spoken to his brother since the death of Queen Elizabeth. They didn't even communicate at the coronation for their father. Um, this just feels like the laziest uh, writing. And then like one person says it. And then the again, the avalanche of people just picking it up. Nobody trying to pick up the phone, get any sort of confirmation. Nobody can find anybody else on the planet that agrees with this headline. Um, what does your BS meter say when it comes to this story? Yeah, well, I saw you or you were out there talking. I'm, I was trying to get I, as I was watching you and others try to report on that in touch thing. I'm like, where is this coming from? Right. Because that's always what I try to do. The journalist in me, I'm more of a commentator, entertainer, but I try to like, you know, just put out not put out garbage. And as I'm reading it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I, I that's the problem with this topic. It's like everyone can just take a comment. They can take one quote you did. And suddenly it's a headline somewhere that then people are reporting on where you're just offering a, a commentary where I they could take a quote from me 
and then suddenly say, you know, and then attribute it to one of us. I'm not trying to be negative. You know what I mean? Like no, I one know. thing we say I in like- an opinion suddenly gets pulled out as a headline and then suddenly everyone's running with it, proving Megan right. You know, that's the problem. It's like there is a problem there of like the media runs with this stuff. And I try to go at it with more of just like I'm look, I've made it very clear. This is gossip where we treat this sort of as the royalty like it is what it is. Um, I don't want to mean, mean ill will. I'm not trying to be ne- like talk about her looks or be really super mean about it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of outlets out there that are obsessed. And so that's the fine line of like how much of this is real and how much of it is just gossip. I, we try to go through it as for that specific story. I mean, as I said in the video, like I could see him thinking that I could see him thinking, well, plan B is going to be, we're going to go back. I'll just go back to the UK. We'll move back. They'll let us back in. Like Harry seems to be adult. Like he really does seem to be a little like just dumb. And uh, I, th- I could see him thinking it, but I could never see the Royals accepting it. He's burned them too much. And I don't see Megan ever allowing it either. Like, so th- either he's dumb and that quote was just sort of a weird thought that someone heard or it's completely made up. Cause I don't, I just, none of the pieces add up to me. Well, I think if we look back on past behavior and what we do know based on the seven hours of content that they've provided just on television alone, between Oprah Winfrey, between Netflix, you know, add in the Archetypes podcast, add in the one hour pod Christmas special that they did. I, you know, the the article itself says that once Megan found out she was livid, quoted as being livid, my argument is based on previous behavior and what I do know of the couple on the content that they've released themselves. I don't think Harry eats a kind granola bar from the pantry without Meghan Markle's permission. So I have a hard time believing that he went so far. And I don't know if you watched the Netflix special, but the petrified look on Harry's face when he received a text from Prince William after the Oprah Winfrey interview. I just think he struggles to do things alone. I think Meghan's support is very important to him. And even physically when it comes to touching, when they're in public and handholding and and. Um, I just have a hard time believing that he went off to one of their 16 bathrooms and made a secret phone call without Meghan Markle knowing. Aside from that, the idea that Prince William would be would pick up the phone on the first call and and that, you know, that that it wouldn't be and he wouldn't have to make an extreme effort to get William on the phone to begin with. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just think if, if you look at what their behavior has been in the past it seems like that's not but but why didn't in touch call someone else to say what's your take on this story versus just running it as exclusive you nobody know? cares about checking it anymore especially and, that, and again that's the only only check plums thumbs up i can give megan and harry is they're not wrong and that the media just runs with anything rumor they've heard and then, you know, does it. But, I, you know, I, I hope and try to make it so my audience, we we're reading it for what it is and speculation, gossip, or we're just talking. Could this be sort of a launch pad for conversation? Because I think the broader problem of this question of could they go back is a, is a relevant question that people should be discussing. Would they ever let him back? Should he have the right to go back? You know, who caused what to leave? There's there's a lot of still frustration. As I talked to Steph, who's a royalist, right? She's like, I. she's so offended by them. It's not yeah. just about gossip for her, right? It's like about they disrespected her royal family. Like, you don't do that. And, and Steph's a loyal person. And it's like, you know, you don't do that to your family, period, let alone the royal family. Like, what are you doing? This is such a, you're just a brat. This yeah. isn't how it works. 
And I think both Harry and Meghan have just completely destroyed their credibility enough that now they've made it worse. Like the whole book, it's just, it's too much. And I I think there was a little win there with Oprah. And then even with the book, I think they thought, woohoo, everyone's going to just rally for us. We're going to come back. And that only, you know, made their critics louder. Right. Um, And I do think there's probably a severe pause that they're in right now of just like, what do we do? How do we, how do we move forward? Do we embrace the haters? Do we just keep going? Can they even get these gigs? Like, I do think they're going to have a tougher time getting money moving forward because I think Netflix, Spotify are quickly realizing these two people don't want to make content. They're drama. This is a drama channel. These two, like who wants to see a scripted movie from Megan and Harry, if they're not in it or they're not dishing on their, you know, family drama, would you? No, no, I wouldn't, honestly. And now a word from our sponsor. So you're you you're saying despite this this strategy that we're seeing developing of Harry and Megan perhaps going their separate ways, you don't think that there's enough support for people to forgive and forget what they've done together to accept them independently? Hundred percent. I mean, someone like Steph, who I use as a barometer, who got me into this, who's from, you know, lives out there. Yeah. And and seeing now the audience of hers and the people that have come and watch, I think they are delusional if they think they get to just hit a reset button and apologize. They have. Well, not apologize. They never apologize. Well, but I'm saying even if they did, like, yeah, yeah. let's say they, there's a, hyper, a, a multiverse where Megan and Harry finally come back. We're so sorry. We were wrong. I don't think even then they could get it. And they're never. You're right. They're never going to do that. So to think they're going to sort of just ease back in like nothing ever happened. Ah, they're not. <laughs> these people out there are not going to forgive them for the disrespect that they showed the royals. I think you're right. And w- with Steph, I totally understand her, you know, the, the val- you know, how valuable loyalty can be. Really, if you look at the last few years of the Queen and Prince Philip's life, it's not only disloyalty, it's almost elder abuse to be throwing so many accusations at this family that they know does not respond. And they're just having to stand there like a dartboard and take it. I mean, it seems really cruel and you wonder how much led or sped up their death. I mean, not to be dramatic, but if you're an exhausted elderly woman who's dodging grenades constantly, how much does that physically and emotionally exhaust you to the point of you just crawling up in bed? I don't know. 100%. Um, you did a great video on this about Harry and Meghan being nominated for the Hollywood Critics Association Award. Um, did you see and have you heard about all of the scandal that plagues the Hollywood, the, this this company? that uh, It's the Hollywood Critics Association, which was renamed. It used to be the Los Angeles Online Film Critics Society, which is like the way better name because now you've got all these outlets in the UK going nominating for a prestigious award, which they would not be saying if it was the Los Angeles online film Critics society, um, you know, the Hollywood reporter last year did a really scathing article about HCA. A lot of their people, um, actually dropping out because they felt like women were being disrespected. It's just within the last year that they've actually hired a third party to tabulate the votes. The votes were being handled by the founder and his wife, who he brought in and the co-founder left because he couldn't understand why the wife was brought in with like no credibility. The other co-founder worked for like Access Hollywood and he was just so distraught over the co-founder bringing in his wife. There were claims that they did not like somebody that was going to win. So the the founder and his wife purposely voted for the 
hate you give and that and that one. And then of course, having the hate you give being the winner was a great marketing opportunity for this award show. So they sent out the big press release saying that the hate you give was going to win, blah, blah, blah. And he admits to loving Kristen Stewart and that gets Kristen Stewart's button seat. So he gets to hang out with Kristen Stewart because she's winning like lifetime achievement awards from them. This is not a televised award show. Hollywood. <laughs> exactly. This is not a televised award show. I mean, to me, we've talked about this. Now this is the 15th time we've brought it up in a short amount of time. But like, do your due diligence that all of these glowing headlines about this nomination in the reality is this is a association that's been plagued by scandal. And I, I think they absolutely could win this award because they want Harry and Meghan to show up, which is great PR for them. And Harry and Meghan, this could be the only award they receive for this documentary so they might show up too and actually give them what they want i mean you said it you're 100 on but i would argue all awards are like that oh yeah <laughs> like all Hollywood oh, yeah. awards are are crappy hand you know yay it's like who's in charge of them and that's how you get the nomination like even the emmys like we had experience we were nominated and it was just a popularity contest uh whatever celebrity was in our category for digital fiction whatever i forget what it was for honest trailers yeah, there's just look, it's all Hollywood just loves to pat itself on the back and they it's an insider's club. Like look at the Golden Globes, what a mess. They yeah. were another one and then they just brought in a bunch of diverse people to justify. Now we're okay, right? How does that fix the problem? How are they qualified to vote? None of it makes any damn sense. Right. And so yeah, all these Hollywood I would argue are they're all terrible, but yes, the one that they're nominated for is like bottom of the barrel adjusted to try to seem like it's a big deal. Like it's not even the Critics Choice Awards. Like, it's just like a, it's just, it's a non-entity thing that uh, of course they're going to use. Of course they're going to, the PR team out there will try to use this as a major Hollywood award. No, it's not. Yeah. What's sort of this award, this company? <laughs> it's just nonsense. It's still annoying that they got anything, but uh, because they shouldn't, that, that documentary is just a joke. Um, I, my favorite was when Steph educated me the fact that I, the they were you, reusing paparazzi shots from other events to mimic how bad the paparazzi is of them. It's just like, ugh. Well, and not only that, I mean, yeah, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to pretend that some editor meant to type in Prince Harry and accidentally typed in Harry Potter premiere. That's what I'm going to pretend, okay? <laughs> but then the idea that anytime they showed Meghan Markle, or when they would talk about Meghan Markle being harassed by photographers, the idea that they would show video of Princess Diana or Catherine, the Princess of Wales, actually being hounded by, it's like, are you shameless? That's shameless because Meghan never experienced the kind of chaos that Princess Correct. Diana or Catherine, the Princess of Wales experienced. And I would argue that the, the closest thing that they ever came to it was the night in New York recently when someone had the audacity, allegedly, according to page six, to call and try to get a discount on a hotel room for Meghan's award show evening when they were told, no, we don't do discounts uh they decided to stay with a friend and instead of just going straight to that friend's house which all of the photographers will tell you they already knew where they were staying they decided to do laps around the block in in taxi cabs so that, i'm sorry but it sounds like that was a terrible plan ex executed by you um it was you're right and the security firm let's not let's throw them on the bus like i think they were trying to save face but that car chase was was like the final nail in the coffin for me when I really got even more invested because I, I was I was really offended by that press release to invoke Princess Diana and the initial headlines all made it seem like they got in an accident. My wife texted me like, oh, my God. And then I, I was like, 
And I was looking and I clicked and as I read, I'm like waiting for the shoe to drop. And I'm like, so they were just in a chase. Like, yeah. <laughs> what are we? Why is this a press release? A two hour chase in New York City. And I was like, give me New a York break. City, like, what? And then I you know, see the mayor of New York in there rolling his eyes and laughing. It's just like these. That was it. That was a turning point. I think South Park and car chase really cemented the demise in a way. While a lot of people were already there, I'm from the general people who are sort of over it or slightly paying attention. I think those two really sealed the deal for them. Right. The um, the catastrophic is really just such an aggressive word. And I think all of us were, t- you know, trembling a little bit when we read it. And then when we found the details, we were like, wait, you guys need to chill out. We Put your dictionary away. OK, Um <laughs> You know, I actually stepped back from Dumois after I saw some of the Prince William blinds that they were posting because they all seemed very mean spirited, no receipts whatsoever. And it felt like, hey, somebody's manipulating you and you're just screenshotting and posting versus doing any due diligence. I've seen you talk a little bit about them um, on YouTube, but there was a recent episode where uh, the founder of crazy days and nights was talking to Dumois about Harry and Megan and the founder of crazy days and nights said he had never received blinds about the British Royal family until Megan Markle entered the picture and goes as far as to saying uh, that it's her friends, people that knew her and her team sending blinds in about the Royal family. These were some of the nastiest rumors about the about Prince William, too. I won't even say the P word, but I will say, you know, the 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 alleged affair with Rose. I mean, things that are just so crazy and have been proven to be lies. Um, So that was interesting to hear him talk about that. Also, he addressed the fact that during Spare, all of the like you actually said a few minutes ago, when Spare came out, there there was a positive press push. You were hearing really good things. Everybody was excited to sit down with Harry. He alleges that. Megan had a hard time with that. Um, and maybe in line with her TIG aspirations, she and her PR people started releasing this slew of funny or poppy, um, fun headlines like Megan's favorite mascara. Megan Markle's favorite dress is on sale right now. And which would totally go in line with her trying to be this lifestyle expert, but trying to insert herself in the positive pop that Prince Harry was having for spare. Um, a, what is your response to the idea that there are some blogs out there that are receiving blind items from Megan's camp? Um, and the, again, I'm asking just for your take. Where we don't, we don't, we're not experts on this when it comes to where they're getting their information from. But this founder of Crazy Days and Nights is saying it. And two. Um, where do you land on stuff like that? If, if what you're reading is is in your blind box, if it's vulgar, if you really think that if you really do think this is absolutely ludicrous, do you hesitate to go there or are you like, well, hey, this is crazy. I'm going to post it and see what happens. I mean, there was a similar thing happening to Amber and Elon and their like SEX cults when the trial um, was going down. And I remember I think it was House and Habit, Jessica Krause, who I've followed she's become i've become friendly with her she'll post a lot of that she gets a lot of those blind items but i I don't know dumas like it does seem like more often than not i I feel like they get away with it only because they make it clear like look these are blind items we don't know it's sort of 
a an intense version of gossip that I don't usually try to encourage. And if I do bring it up, I make it very clear that, hey, guys, be aware this is super, super gossip. Um, but sometimes they're right. So it's like it's tough. I, I don't know. I don't I mean, but I'm with you. I try not to go too aggressive. I mean, unless it's accurate and if it's really gross, then I want to, like, confirm it. Um, if it's going to destroy their life based on an accusation, like I don't really want to go there. Um, I, you know, there's just, everyone wants to cancel everybody and share every DM they've ever got. Like the whole Jonah Hill thing. When I first saw that, I was like, yikes, Jonah Hill, what a scumbag. And then you read more about those texts and the woman behind it, you get more of the context of it all. And I'm kind of like, whoa, girl, why'd you share this in the first place? It's none of my business. Like, <laughs> what did he really do? I don't, it's sure. He was controlling, but he was just telling you what he wants. And then you find out she asked for that list You're and then right. used it against him. So it's like, I, I have a real big problem when anybody shares DMs or things like that, they lose all credibility to me. And like, I had to do that when I was falsely accused because everyone was, you know, I was accused of a crime yeah. and everyone assumed I, you know, assaulted somebody. And I had to go back and like, and she was destroying me online and I was back and I was at a lawyer at the time. I had to keep me eventually part of my settlement, which I did from my employer um, I may got a, got a settlement for them. And, um, part of that deal is like, I got to build, drop all the evidence to show that she's lying. Yeah. And I was able to drop, not just like the DM, but the, the whole text exchange, you know, from the Google verified stuff. So people could read the, the context. There's just cause embarrassing. Absolutely. Like the last thing I ever really wanted to do was put that out there. And for the sake of my family and my own transgressions at the time, like it was disgusting that we, I was forced to do that to defend my, myself and my you know, innocence, but I did it and I had to do it. And unless you're up against the wall like that, I just, I'm so against the, the world that we are in where you have to just drop DMS cause you were wronged. I just think it's yeah. disgusting. And I think anybody who does that, like look at them another way, because who, how can you trust that person? Like yeah. you have, there's nothing now that they can ever set. You can send that person that you can't in the back of your mind ever wonder, are they going to release this about me? Did I have yeah. a fight with them? Are they going to come out with dirt on motion? You know, it's just, it's a weird, disgusting TikTok world we live in. So it's tough. Like I I don't support the blind item like that or the the cross of privacy. Like I, I feel like we all should have that. But at the same time, like we're reporters, we do gossip. It's it's a it's a line I'm constantly trying to walk, but also respect. And yeah, I think I depending on the story, I would be more mindful if I got some blind item that's like destroying their marriage off of a rumor. Yeah. Um I'd 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 want to look at it more carefully or be very clear on what it is and not just believe it. You know what I mean? I agree. I know. And with the Jonah Hill stuff that blew my mind because I've been in LA for what, I mean, 20 years. If you had Jonah Hill coming into the studio, it was always like a one, two, three, not it because he's never, I love his con. I love his movies. I love to watch him. I, he's a great entertainer, but when it comes to working with him, um, uh, as an as an entertainment reporter, he's very intimidating because he's not very friendly. So I don't think anybody was just assuming he was like a really lovey, great, affectionate boyfriend. So for her to release those texts, I was like, eh, sounds like he has some boundaries that are pretty normal. I don't yeah, care. Well, I really yeah, couldn't and care insecure less. doing all the he's been fat. He's been skinny and the whole media has just made fun of him for it. Like the dude's got his own issues. Why is it our business to read about your couple's issues and then to learn that she did it in the timing of when he had a child and, and was happy in his new relationship. The whole thing was just dirty. But then you look at Amber Heard supporters were in droves supporting Jonah Hill's ex. And you're just like, of course, the world <laughs> is course. upside down. Well, I, I, 
yeah, there's not really anything you can do. Well, I look forward to watching you. I'd love to do some stuff with you too, obviously. Um, We're going to have you on. It's happening. Yes. Come over to Popcorn Palace to see more. Absolutely. Everybody should like and subscribe. Um, And what other outlets do you have? Because you're just a pop culture guru. It's not just Royals. It's not. I've seen you have several different outlets. Yeah, I I have a movie channel too that I do. Most people knew me from Screen Junkies is where the era I was on his trailers, movie fights, very proud of it. But the world of movie commentary has just gotten so gross and divisive woke versus anti-woke i'm just so sick of it all i want to enjoy the movies yeah um so i I just want to watch the little mermaid i just want to watch the little mermaid (laughs) i know i did too i wanted to enjoy it i couldn't enjoy it not because she of the color of her skin is because i was like this movie's so doesn't have the same energy or the same passion yeah um you're just it's a paint by numbers and it, it just wasn't the same uh, you should just check out the seven dwarves if you want to see. I don't know if you saw the pictures of the new uh, live yeah. action Snow White and the seven diverse friends. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. I'm like, why are you making this movie? Anyway, yeah, I, but I, I try not to get into that because I'm just annoyed. Sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes yeah. whatever. But I want to get back to just enjoying movies again and reporting on the movies and critic. So I have a channel called Movie World Plus where I do that. Um, and then we have uh, all my colleagues, Steph, the alternate Lewis over at Nerd Report. He does true crime. It's Kim does, uh, you know, like other pop culture stuff. Brittany, which we got into, which I oh, yeah. don't get us into now either because it's so divided with the fans. I know. It's such a mess talking about Brittany. I'm like, leave her alone. Girl's been through too much trauma. Why are we making a joke of it all? Uh, so, but we got a lot of that between Popcorn Planet, Popcorn Palace, Movie World, Steph, Kim, Lewis. It's it's a lot of options for our audience to watch. So. I'm glad you found us. I'm glad we got to meet. And thank you for having me here. Absolutely. So everyone go like and subscribe. Andy, it's been such a pleasure to have you on today. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Look forward to it too. Bye.